it'll provide some like you know urban cool. flavor local color yeah yeah frank <clears throat> hey uh welcome to our first ever remote podcast yeah i don't like it <laughs> uh, um, i spent a year in california we didn't record an entire episode a single episode yeah um, um well, you we know, are <laughs> 10 blocks it's away. hard it's hard <laughs> You know, you need like special equipment and stuff. Oh, uh, I yeah. should say, I don't, I don't have drops hooked up for this. Oh, that sucks. But well, I'll, now, I'll, now, now the score is even though, right? Now neither one of us have drops. That's true, but I could edit them in. <clears throat> Just saying, so it's fine. I'll put, I'll I, put a boner sound right here. I think you need <laughs> my reaction to the drops so to make the drops work. That's true. Okay. In your mind's eye, picture a boner sound, a really good one. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, th- this is an insanely um, insane time that we're living in. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not enjoying it. So I realized today this is my 28th day working from home. Yeah. Um. I, at first I was fine. I was like, you know, this is not bad. I don't love it, but it's not bad. Now I, I'm really not enjoying it. You know? I'm really like kind of hit a wall this week. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really interested to see like how this is going to work for everybody. Cause I feel like at first it was like a new thing. Everybody's working from home. Yeah. The, the notion of a quarantine is so strange that you're just like, okay, this is what we're doing now. And, and there, there was some sort of like some like level of, you know, camaraderie where you're like, I'm yeah. doing this because I'm a good citizen, yeah. but I feel like people are going to get tired of it. Yeah. So like we, the, the last time we recorded was two weeks ago, right? No, it was, it, it was three weeks, three, three weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we did two episodes and we took a week off. Um, and, you know, in the episode, we're talking about whether or not we should go outside still, how I went to a bar and felt silly about it. Yeah. And and now it feels like the idea of going to a bar feels fucking crazy. Um, I mean, I, I've been walking around with a mask the past couple of days. Yeah, me too. Very, very unsettling. Really dislike wearing the mask. Yeah. It does not help calm me at all. <laughs> yeah. does, it, does it to you? Uh, no. I, I mean, um, yeah. just like the the physical <clears throat> feeling of like sucking and blowing a sheet of fabric <laughs> the whole time I'm breathing is just sort of like. The second blow is the real problem for you. Yeah, yeah it's the sucking and the blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but also it's it, yeah it does it feels like super super weird and like the reality of the situation is that like nothing's fixed you know right right it's it's very unnerving and so you're sort of walking around the weird part is that like it's hard to tell if there's anything wrong too if you right. stay in your world there's just less people yeah totally and. and, and like we're kind of insulated, I think a little bit yeah. like, yeah. you know, you and uh, <clears throat> basically our entire social circle for the most part is capable of working from home. Yeah. And so we're not like really dealing with the, 
Um, I mean, I have friends who work in the service industry and they're like fucked. Yeah. Right. Um, how, how has your life changed at all? Um, <laughs> my, That's my life previous life. to this, uh, previous to the quarantine, I was in a self quarantine for the past year, basically. Uh, so <laughs> it hasn't been like a tremendous difference. Uh, I mean, my day to day is only different in that, like, I can't go to the gym and <clears throat> if I'm bored, I can't like take a walk to the neighborhood bar, uh, or like, you know, any of those or like go to the movies, like any of those little things that you kind of take for granted. And I, it is sort of like, I, I understand that people who like went from working in an office every day to working at home are like really freaking out. But I, I am, it's starting to take its toll on me too. Yeah, my uh, my roommate, who is also my legal property, she is home all the time, and uh, so I really have to like, you know, there's like a lot of uh, coordination required when you're like constantly in the same physical space with another person. Yeah, for me, you sound like you're a hundred miles away from your microphone right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Where'd you go? (laughs) I walked to get a beer. Oh. Is that better? Yes. Is, it, is that better? You're way better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I didn't I, I didn't realize how much um like when you're commuting to work and you're in the office and you commute back to work, there's different like pockets of space that you exist in pockets of time that you exist in. And like, you know, I have time to stand there and read on the subway and I'm walking to work and I'm like, you know, going to lunch and all these moments. And now it's just times this flat, consistent thing that it, it, that to me is what bothers me the most. It's just this sort of blur of time and the same space over and over again, the same scenery. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't have that train time that is like compartmentalized as like this is when I read, and you don't have that like right, 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 right. And you still have the time to read, but all the time feels the same. So you're like, why would I read now? Why? Yeah, why would I read five minutes from now? I'm reading way less now than I used to, which is I think it's really weird. Yeah, I I'm I'm definitely experiencing that, and my wife is too. But it's like this. Um, because it's like you could do anything and nothing all the time. Exactly. Exactly. And so are you doing your dishes now? (laughs) (laughs) I just poured myself a glass of water. (laughs) Um, so it, for me, I'm sure that like some people thrive in that, um, structuralist world, but I'm like, oh, if I could. Like I have a book that I'm reading and I'll just sit there and stare at the book on the coffee table. I'm like, should I pick it up now and read or should right. I like go check my email or do that one other thing I was going to do and then pick it up. And right. then an entire day goes by and I do nothing. Yep. Same here. Like I'll play cards for like an hour and then I'll like check my phone for what turns out like to be two hours. I'll like <laughs> right. maybe go for a walk. Yeah. I'm not like, Today I left the house so 
So I run every morning. So that gets me some exercise, but that's so early in the day that I'm still inside for like 10 hours at a clip. Yeah. Yeah. And, totally. Uh, and I went outside today and there's a little like coffee shop, kind of like cafe sandwich place, literally next door to my apartment. So I put my mask on, I walked in store, I ordered a veggie burger. The, I, as soon as I left my apartment, I had to take a huge shit. I had this immediate <laughs> feeling of I had to go home and take a huge shit, which made me feel like I should not have left the house at all. Um, but I get my sandwich and it was terrible. And that was my adventure for the day. That was what I did. That's it. Yeah. The only place, um, I guess in the last week, the only place I've gone was I've, I've gone to the CVS around the corner from my apartment and I feel terrible about it. Like, like I walk in there wearing a mask and I don't really need to be there. Like I'm going to pick up some little, you know, random thing that I decided I needed, but I probably just gave myself the chore so I could get out of the house. And like, and there's like the security guy who stands by the front door and he's wearing a mask and he's like, Hey, welcome to CVS. And I'm like, just thinking, Oh my God, I can't believe you have to stand here and be exposed to this all day and could potentially get sick so that idiots like me could roll in here and buy fig Newtons or whatever the fuck I was going to buy. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like you buy your groceries one item at a time. Because every time I talk to you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go buy, buy some salt. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to go buy like a handful of chives. Like, well, I've, I've gotten a lot better about that now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man you know, who lives an unstructured day. So I'm like, oh, man, yeah. there's that one thing I'm missing to make a really good sandwich. I think I'll just take a walk and go buy it. <laughs> I have a supermarket across the street from my apartment on my, on my last roll of toilet paper. And I've been thinking about it for like four days and still haven't gone <laughs> over there to buy it. I'm telling you, I know I've been, I've been uh, ringing this bell for, for years now, but you got to get a bidet. I know. I really oh. do. Cause I love, I love the feeling of a bidet. Um, ladies. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it would make my day a lot easier. They're like 15 bucks. They're so cheap. And, yeah, yeah. and the improvement in your lifestyle, it is, I could, no lifestyle, huh? yeah, I mean, we went through this, I think in the first episode of the new podcast, but, uh, I'm a man with a bidet now and my butthole is so clean. It is insane. <laughs> <laughs> you can like eat off soap? of it. I store, <laughs> I, I store snacks back there. Yeah. I eat like half a falafel. I can't finish it. I just shove it up there. <laughs> um, when you started, is there like a soap option too? Or is it just water? It's just water. Ice cold water. Mm. It'd be nice but if it's, there was like a, like a rubbing alcohol or something. or like. I don't know if you'd want to shoot rubbing alcohol up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, trying. maybe during the... Just for the during the coronavirus, you might want to right, right, right. <laughs> if you could have the option, that's all. Uh, do you think if you shot rubbing alcohol up your ass, you would get immediately drunk? Maybe. I, I was I was reading a thing about uh, <laughs> during the SARS the SARS outbreak a few years ago. Yeah. Um. Uh. Some woman. Uh. 
who was clearly out of her mind, decided to bathe in a tub of rubbing alcohol. Uh-huh. And she sat in it for like a long time and she died from blood alcohol poisoning. And she oh had one of, one of the highest recorded blood alcohol levels of all time. <laughs> Cause it turns out <laughs> your body's very porous. <laughs> it's the same thing. Who knew? Yeah, so I immediately filled my bathtub with Bud Light and sat in it all day. (laughs) Brought some, um, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Buffett just had had a day of it. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, Yeah, uh, I would like to get more prepared. Honestly, my fridge is empty except for beer. I bought a bunch of beer because we were going to record in person. But then we yeah. realized that would be stupid. Yeah. Uh, but I bought some beer to bring over to your house that I'm now just drinking by myself. Well, that's okay. I'm doing the exact same thing. We're doing well, it virtually. Yeah. But I, I bought it for you, though, is what I'm saying. I mean, I do appreciate the, yeah. the idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the beer that you said you weren't impressed by, that other half beer. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's just not like, you know, all, all the beers, they all taste the same. They do. They do kind of. They're all like pale ales. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, like since we're uh, basically sitting here drinking together on the internet, I was thinking one of the things that I've actually kind of enjoyed about this whole, um, you know, quarantining thing is that people have been making like an effort to be social. Yeah. Have you uh, have you experienced like an uptick in people like contacting you and and I, I've heard from like every single person in my phone over right. the past <laughs> two weeks, which is both good and bad. Like it's nice to hear from people, but it's yeah. very time consuming. Yeah. It's well, I like off. a I like a text. You know, I like a text, but sometimes you get a phone call and you're like, hey. I'm yeah. busy staring at this book on my coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any like Zoom hangouts? Yeah. Um, well, we, we've done a few yeah, virtual yeah. movie nights, as you know. Um, and those have been fun. But like my friend uh, back in Pennsylvania wrote me a letter. And I just got it yesterday. That's and cool. it's like, You were doing this shit before. That was your whole MO before. Yeah, well, you know, I, he probably knows that I I'm I love a letter, you know, so yeah. uh, maybe that's why it came to mind. But like, yeah, this guy who would not typically write a letter sent me a two page a two page letter, just like telling me about what's going on in his life, and that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was great. So now I I'm, now I'm building up a correspondence base, and uh, I'm going to be spending all of my time here in uh, seclusion writing writing letters to people <laughs> so they can be published in the future after I'm dead. <laughs> Are they handwritten or typed up? So I have uh, a typewriter because I'm a pretentious asshole. Mm-hmm. And so I, I will sit here and, uh, you know, clickety-clack on my typewriter. Um, you know, like the guy at the end of the A-team when he's like typing and then he like pulls the thing. That's the, yeah. it's like the Stephen J. Cannell productions thing. And he like pulls the paper out and throws it over his head and keeps typing. That's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, uh, I just, I just bought a printer. So I'm going to type my letters on my computer oh. because the typewriter is just too hard. 
<laughs> why'd you buy, I was going to say, I too like Wes Anderson. Uh, why'd you buy a printer? Um, you know, like a printer is one of those things that you really only need like once every six months or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I was, so my friend sent me this letter and he printed it out and, uh, somebody else sent me a letter <laughs> somewhat recently and it was printed out. And both times I was like, God damn, that looks so much easier than using my typewriter. Yeah. And, uh, and I mentioned it to my wife and she was like, oh my God, just buy one already. They're like 20 bucks. And so <laughs> I, I bought like a $50 printer and, uh, you know, now once every six months when I need to print out like a concert ticket or something, I got that. Yeah. Shit. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. The first couple of weeks I felt like I was doing more things like being more productive I was like baking uh, cornbread. I was like, and I was baking bread, and the whole internet uh, is baking bread right now. I know. Um, I feel like I was doing stuff. Now I'm not doing shit. Um, I baked a cake. I just sit around and eat my cake and drink my beer, and sort of like maybe watch a movie. Just getting diabetes alone. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, do you mind if I cut up some broccoli or is that going to be too distracting? Um, are you going to be near the microphone when you do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cut all the broccoli you want. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. if it, So I, I was thinking like, you know, we, we usually pick an arbitrary thing to review on the show. And... I was thinking it would be good to just use this episode to recommend the stuff that you and I have gotten into. That's a good uh, idea. And then, you know, we, or you recommend or explicitly not recommend certain things that we've tried. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Great. You want to go first? Uh, yeah. So my big one is that I just finished watching the Sopranos. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a bit. I liked that show. I find like the Italian American yelling and like him and Carmela yelling at each other all the time too like too close to home for me. Um, but yeah, otherwise I think it's great. Yeah, I found the Italian American stuff. Uh, it, it hit kind of close to home for me too, but not because I'm Italian. But because I grew up in a town where everyone is Italian. Yeah. So the, just the like, it's almost like, like just all the, Ita- you know, you know how like, uh, Tony and Carmela like almost fetishize Italian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that feels like, like in my hometown, when you go to visit somebody and they're Italian and they're like, you know, kind of well off, they have like fake columns in their house yes. and like, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff. That was my grandfather. Yeah, that that just I that 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 was very oppressive, and I just got tired of watching them eat pasta like all the time, <laughs> <laughs> like very aggressively too. He eats like five times an episode. Yeah, and he's always eating ice cream and pushing put like I think it's just an actor thing to do, but he's just pushing it around the bowl. Yeah, yeah, he's like kind and, of and I'm like, how many fucking times do I have to watch James Gandolfini <laughs> sitting on the couch just pushing a blob of ice cream from one that. side of the bowl to the other? Fuck. My, grand, my grandfather would just sit there and like whip it up. 
make sure it was like nice and soupy. I love the soupy <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> and like, I I was just thinking like it would almost be like a, a like it, eating the way that they eat on The Sopranos would be like the way the the that that fat guy was killed in Seven, where like. He's just sitting at the table, you know, eat, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. eats until his stomach is ruptured. But like, <clears throat> you, you're like, you watch Tony eat rigatoni like four times in a single episode, <laughs> and I'm just imagining like, imagine being on like a rigatoni bender, and it's like day seven, and you come home and you're like, oh, I'm hungry. Let's see what we got: garlic bread and rigatoni. <laughs> like just thinking about it was nauseating. I can't imagine. Yeah. And it's like such heavy food every day too. Yeah. Like towards the like, end of, of the series, there's a part where everybody for some reason comes, comes home late, like Meadows on a date or something. And, yeah. and AJ's doing something and it's like one or two in the morning and everybody's awake. So they just have a huge rigatoni dinner. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that looks vile. <laughs> I would think too, like, how are you hungry? Like, you're a huge fat guy who never moves. Like, how are you this hungry to eat this food all the time? That was another thing. So I, I said this to my wife. Right now, I'm like pretty fat because <laughs> I haven't been working out. I haven't been to the gym since they closed it weeks ago. Yeah. And you know, I'm just hanging out, drinking beer, staring out the window like everybody else. <laughs> and and I was, I feel fat, you know, yeah. like I yeah, feel yeah. like just heavy and tired and gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we were watching this. What? Do you normally feel fat? No, no, I feel way fatter than I've ever felt in my life right now. Got it. Got it. And I was watching The Sopranos, and I and I was just like, I feel so bad, like physically ill. Yeah. And I was like, the these people on this show must be so uncomfortable. Yeah. They're all wearing like giant bowling shirts and like Tommy Bahama shirts, and they have these enormous yeah. guts, and they're just like shoveling pasta into their mouths. They must be so yeah. like tired. <laughs> yeah. You must be just exhausted all the time. Just to move your body around, it must be exhausting. Yeah, it's just brutal. Um, but but um, in in addition to the the food stuff about the show, it was um, intensely depressing. Yes, I yes. I was not prepared for that. I did not realize how much of a bummer it was going to be. Like, what, what do you mean? Do you think like it was going to be like a uplifting movie or did you not realize like Tony was as dark as he was or uh well I, I mean over the course of the series you know spoiler alert if if you haven't seen the Sopranos sorry that's on you it's like you know 15 years old but like he dies at the end and you spend six seasons kind of falling in love with him as like this and yeah. like this sort of complicated anti-hero and then he dies in this way that's incredibly inevitable well, he doesn't explicitly die though well the why they dies it's imp yeah you don't see it it's implied but the creator of the show uh has has said that that was a death scene i see okay um and he actually didn't didn't admit that until last year, and he slipped up in an interview and said it. Um, 
Huh. But, uh, it, it was just, um, like, it, I, I, so I watched it the other day, the final episode, and I woke up the next morning at like 4 a.m. and I couldn't fall back asleep. And I was just thinking about like death and thinking about Tony Soprano, the character, and thinking about James Gandolfini, the actor. And like, ugh, it, it just like, maybe, maybe like now is not the right time for me to be like, you know, confronting the death of beloved fictional characters. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like that's not the right kind of escape when you're in a, a pandemic quarantine yeah i mean he's one of the best characters basically on tv right like kind mm-hmm. of ever he's for sure he's really miserable really angry super chaotic but very lovable at the same time yeah like he's both hot and cold all the time that yeah. feels very like true to me growing up uh in an italian home um but yeah, like he he just feels he seems like he's suffering the whole time too. Yeah. Oh my god, his fucking sister! God damn, his sister. Yeah, Janet. Oh, she, Janice. She she's Janice, just yeah. brutal. Holy hell! Oh my god. I I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about how horrible San Francisco is, and okay. they they said that San Francisco as a city is like someone gave Janice Soprano five hundred billion dollars and told her to just like start her own planned community. That's funny. <laughs> um, yes, I haven't been watching too much. I started watching. Uh, I watched Dog Day Afternoon recently. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and maybe I actually like miss New York in a weird way. Like I, I don't feel like I live in New York right now. So I was like riding my bike around in Crown Heights recently. Yeah. And I ran into a friend of mine and we're standing on the street talking. And the city was so quiet and no one was around. And that's how I always felt in San Francisco or when I go to other cities. It's always like way, way quieter than New York and I hate it. And yeah. I felt like, oh, this could be any city right now. Yeah, totally. Um, I also rode my bike to the Lower East Side on Sunday because I hadn't been into Manhattan. Have you? Uh, yeah, I was in Manhattan today for an appointment, actually. <clears throat> um, and I found it like very spooky. Like, yeah, it, fe- it feels like a Sunday morning. Yeah, that's what my friend said. Same thing. Yeah. To me, and so I was planning on riding uptown. I got as far as like the low, the East Village, like First Avenue and like 15th Street. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me the creeps and I turned around and went home. Like it freaked me out too much. I was like, yeah, it is, it is pretty weird. Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't give me the creeps so much as there is this like, that, it, it feels like the whole city is blanketed with this feeling that I used to have on Sundays when I was growing up, like when everything was closed mm-hmm. and I would just like, I would be like out and I would just be like, what the fuck? There's nothing to do. What? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I hate this like oppressive feeling of like feeling. I don't know. I don't know what the feeling is like feeling abandoned or something. Like you're just walking around like, ugh, I'm like the only one here. <laughs> Right. 
But it, it was weird on Sunday because it was like nice and sunny out, and it was like a Sunday at like 4 p.m. And there was no traffic, like a person or two on each sidewalk. Yeah. I really hate it. It felt like the apocalypse or something. Also, I really hate the feeling. Um, do you feel like everybody who, who is out is like looking at you weird? Uh, kind of. I think everybody's looking at each other. Like, why are you out? Yeah, exactly. Why are you out? Where do I position myself so that we're not near each other? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. But had- a, a new bum has started pooping on my street. So that's, that's <laughs> felt really like New York-y. You, t- <laughs> you told me that you saw a guy drink a bottle of wine at like 10 a.m. recently. Yeah. And that, that was a more poetic image than um, the guy who's been shitting on my street. But the, the guy who was drinking wine, it was eight o'clock in the morning and I was out walking my dog. And, and normally at 8 a.m. there's like people everywhere because it's people going to the train and, and, yeah, you yeah. know, commuting. But 8 a.m. there's like no one on the street. You know, you like, yeah. you could see maybe like one person on each block, but that's it. And yeah. this guy was just standing on the corner of the next block with a bottle of wine, just chugging it like upside down, up in the air, chugging it. Yikes. And I was like, wow, man. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking scary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that guy, the pooping guy. That's pretty much the only people that I'm, you know, monitoring in my neighborhood at the moment. <laughs> so I would recommend the only thing I would recommend about quarantine is um go to the store and get yourself a box of i think it was pillsbury super moist or extra moist um cake mix okay and buy that make some bake the two layer cakes but like fill the batter with chocolate chips Uh very fucking good very, very and, and then you get your cake and you just lay it on your belly. And you, lay, <laughs> <laughs> you lay on the couch uh-huh. and you put your you put your feet up on the coffee table. You got a cake on your belly. You don't have to yeah. move for hours. No, that's, that's days that, even. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you had any like meltdowns or anything? Uh, no. Surprisingly, um, I I'm trying to think. I, I mean, there there definitely is like a mounting, uh, <clears throat> not definitely not like tension between me and my wife, but like I think we're both experiencing <laughs> some pretty serious cabin fever. Like, yeah, we just we, I, I feel like we're both talking more and more about how tired we are of this, and like yeah. fantasizing about places we could go when we're able to travel, and just like I don't know, it's. It's just it's getting pretty like, boring. Do you think you're going to be eager to travel or you know, wait like a number of months? Or? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to be like traveling far or anything, but like we were talking about going up to the Catskills and like even that feels super irresponsible because, yeah. you know, those, those like 
I don't know. We have our broken down airstream that we can stay in, but like we still have to go to gas stations and we still have to like go buy food somewhere. And it's like, then we're interacting with all the people who live in that little town on those, in those moments. And like, that seems dangerous and stupid. Yeah. I thought about doing the same thing like two weeks ago. And I'm so glad I didn't. Cause I feel, I would feel stuck up there now. Cause yeah. I, death toll rises in New York. It feels like a, it would feel dumb to come back. But yeah, I don't want to be up there either. And you'd have to self quarantine when you get back anyway for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, like, you know, one of the things, so when, when Maya and I go upstate, like we often stay with her family up there, like we can't go anywhere near them. So it's like, like, even if I guess like the only way you could really do it is if you, you went somewhere you went somewhere and like you brought like all everything you need with you. Yeah. And then you like, if the only thing you had to do was like stop and get gas and you just like paid at the pump and you were diligent about like washing your hands and everything, I guess it would be okay. Yeah. But then if you're traveling and you like, if, if I'm traveling from New York city and I touch the gas pump, you know, 200 miles North of here, and somebody who lives there then touches the gas pump like I could be infecting them. Yep. Sucks. <laughs> Have you been watching any kind of like quarantine themed TV shows or anything? No, man. I uh, I just watch World Star Hip Hop videos every day and that's it. <laughs> After The Sopranos got me all upset. I can't. I can't get invested in anything else now. I just watch people knock each other out on the internet. <laughs> you sent me some video of, of a disabled person living with like a very, his very attractive fiance. Okay, yeah, that's true. I've gotten into that. <laughs> so uh, I I feel like on a daily basis I'm just sort of like surfing the the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, and and things somehow like leak into my recommendations and then I take the bait on it, which I guess is how people become radicalized and become Nazis. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's not really like what does it for me. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Nazis. So I get, I get radicalized in like other directions where like I end up spending six oh. weeks watching someone go sailing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and now in um in in this uh this latest phase that I'm going through, I found this uh vlog series by this couple. Um, they are uh, an, uh, uh shit, I forget what it's called, interabled or something. The the guy is handicapped. Uh, he's in a wheelchair, has SMA. I forget what that's what that stands for, but his his fiance is just this slamming hot chick. She's like 20, right? 21, 22. Uh, yeah, I would say she's probably like, I, I think, I think he's 26. She's probably like around the same age, 25, 26. Oh, okay. Um, so they're, you know, this couple in their mid twenties and like, I mean, obviously their lifestyle is just completely foreign to me. Yeah. And all the thumbnails of their videos feature her being super hot. So I'm clicking and I'm like, 
what's what are they up to now what's going on and and like now when i log into youtube my entire youtube homepage is just all their videos and like stuff related to them and <clears throat> i'm trying to think of like what was the last youtube trend i can't remember what it was but yeah i get i get into like really weird stuff it was like backyard boxing or whatever right oh yeah oh that was a good one that was a good phase what was that called um shit i can't remember uh i remember the fights take place in satan's backyard but i can't remember what the channel's called shit something oh street beefs street beefs that's it dude oh street beefs was a really good phase (laughs) um yeah, I haven't been doing anything. Um, I work a lot more now, and I hate it, and it's more stressful, and it's less efficient. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you feel like your work thinks that you're like on call all the time because you're essentially uh, always yeah, at I, work? Like, I get I get messages over the weekends and late at night and early in the morning, and it's all very like fluid as if you're just sort of living in this forever workspace. Right. Yeah. I really hate it. And like, I got all these slacks on Saturday morning. I was like, I'm not responding to this. I need some, like some time, some mental headspace. So I can do something else. Yeah. So I just like lay on the floor and like, I was actually making this, this weekend. So our friend, Daniel handsome, Dan from our bowling team. Yes. <clears throat> Him and I used to be workout buddies. And mm-hmm. he also feels like he's gaining weight in LA and he feels uncomfortable. Um, and also wants to improve his mood and asked me for like the moves that we did when we worked out together. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, I'll just make him a workout video. Like I have time, whatever. So I started making him a workout video um, in my apartment. Um, showing him all the moves and like, you know, he could do it with me basically. Um, and then my landlord called me and yelled at me for doing burpees in my apartment. <laughs> but don't you live in the basement? Yep. It vibrated the apartment too much. Oh man. Your hulking physique just started I know. rattling yeah. the building down. Just leave me alone. I have like nothing else to do. I'm literally jumping up and down in my apartment on the ground level, like, come on. Yeah. You got a real hands-on landlord there. I do. I really do. She go, She went through the trash last week on trash <laughs> day. Like, I, so, like, the trash is, like, near my front window. And I could see her going through it. And so, like, I see her in the front, and she knocks on my window at, like, 8 p.m. I'm like, what's up? And she has all the trash scattered all over the ground. She's like, is this yours? It points to like a, a ball of paper, like recycled paper. I was like, nope. I throw my garbage in there, not my recycling. And then we had this like argument about who's throwing this trash in the garbage can. I was like, I don't fucking know. Who cares if you just put it out in the black garbage bag? No one will know what's inside of it. Just throw it out. Who cares? That is fucking nuts. Yeah. She goes. <laughs> Just leave me alone, lady. Wow. Well, I don't have to put up with any of that kind of thing. Yeah. 
we have uh we have elevators in our building and the only thing that i've noticed that has been a little bit different is that like some people like will not tolerate being around other people like they are acting like and and you know maybe they have good reason i don't know maybe they're like maybe they have you know <clears throat> immuno uh deficient issues or whatever and like they have to be away from it but there are people who like (laughs) there are people who act like you're radioactive if you walk in like have you you been to fort green park at all uh no but i can see it from my window and there's always people there yeah there's a big red sign that says stay this far away from each other that's like six feet wide yeah they definitely don't stay that far away from each other like uh on the weekends yeah. <clears throat> yeah, uh like from from our window, I mean I'm not going to get too grim, but from our window like we could see the mobile morgues and stuff outside the hospital by Fort Green Park. So it, when you see that in the same view, it doesn't really yeah. compel you to go hang out in the park and catch some rays. Yeah, that freaks me out. I didn't it's, realize you had that like intensive of view where you're overseeing the hospital. Yeah. <clears throat> you can see like we could see the whole hospital so we can see on one side of it is the tent where they do the testing for the virus yeah. and on the other side is the trailers that they're loading bodies into yeah and it's like you're like you're like watching the assembly line of like dealing with the casualties it's so we we had like two days where the death toll went down yeah but yesterday was the highest yeah. So it seemed like things were going to even out for a bit, but um, it's kind of hard to tell right now. It's interesting yeah. seeing like the evolving awareness of people and the evolving concern. Because at first, yeah. no one seemed to care or take it very seriously. Uh, totally. Yeah. And, and now everyone makes it their like public crusade to say they are the most, <laughs> the most woke of the wokeness with social distancing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, like I said before, I think that, I think that people are going to go through phases where they're like, it's kind of exhausting to be that diligent, you know? Yeah. And so I, I think that we're going to reach a point where people are going to be, I mean, you know, as a guy who, uh, you know, consumes a lot of world star hip hop, there's a lot of videos where like people are at parties and they're like, they're like, fuck the coronavirus. <laughs> What was that? In what state was there a coronavirus party? And, and, and they all got it. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that like wasn't that like Kentucky or something you. like that? Yeah, yeah. And like the governor's like they were at a coronavirus party. Like he had to say it on TV. That was great. Yeah, I mean it. It's it, you know I, I take no pleasure in anyone getting it, but like it, it's pretty ironically funny that you know, Boris Johnson is in the ICU right now after like proudly saying that he's making it a point to continue shaking hands with everybody. And like, Oh, did he know that? that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Prior to, uh, it was like a week. So, so the, uh, their original position in England was that they were going to go with herd immunity instead of quarantining. Okay. And basically the idea was instead of trying to prevent this, we're going to let it rip through us as fast as we can. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and he was like, he it, yeah, we'll just get on with it. And 
and he like, you know, was speaking and, and, uh, was, was like, I'm not worried about it. I've made it a point to continue shaking hands with everybody. It's fine. And like, he's in the ICU, like in really bad shape right now. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, again, why not Trump? Yeah, I know. Well, it doesn't matter. They all, they're, they're all part of the Illuminati and they all have the cure already. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I actually believe that even though it's like total conspiracy nonsense. Like I, I kind of believe that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that someone who, you know, it, who's in that um, circle of world leaders is gonna, is gonna die because there's no ventilator available. Right. Right. So exactly. it, in, in some ways, like they, they do have, uh, that kind of unfair advantage, but you know, they'll all take their special supplements that we don't get and go live several miles beneath the Denver airport. And yeah. What do you miss the most so far? Um, well, yeah, it's just the stuff that I listed before. Like I miss going to the movies. I miss, um, like I went to the movies on the last day that the movies were open and they, they made you sit like they didn't, you know, they, uh, made the seating so that you had a seating buffer around you. Yeah. And like, I remember when that came out, it felt like a very extreme measure to me. Oh, totally. And when I was at the movies, I, I was simultaneously thinking, is this stupid or am I stupid? Right. Right. And, and in hindsight, I think I was very stupid for being there, but like, I, I just, yeah, I just miss like kind of in the middle of the day thinking like, oh, I can go to a movie or I can, you know, go grab lunch up the street cause I'm tired of being inside or yeah, like just those little things. And also I just kind of like miss the energy of being around people, like being outdoors and like having people walking by and yeah, I don't know. I just miss hanging out, hanging out with my friends, like seeing people in person and like having like a sincere dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Virtual, virtual hangs are, are fun, but they're definitely not the same. I was walking down the street. I went to drop off my laundry and I was walking home and I ran, a friend of mine was running down the street in my neighborhood and she stopped me and we talked for a minute, like pretty far apart. And I asked her how she's doing and she just started crying. Yikes. And that was like the whole conversation. Like I'm ready for that to be over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality is I don't think it's going to be over for a while. So it's like April 7th now. I I think this thing's just getting cooking. Another month. To be honest. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think here in New York, I think because like, you know, the population is so dense here. I think like we'll have another month of being strict like this. And then. So Wuhan um, just reopened, right? Yeah, but then they had a big spike in in the virus again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I know. I can't watch The Sopranos again. What am I going to do? <laughs> you should just watch The Wire again. <laughs> you know, I, I was listening to another podcast where they started watching The Wire, and I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. I cannot. <laughs> so good. No way I'm, it's so good, but it's like, it's I just don't. It's so slow. It's so slow and dense. I just can't. I don't know. I'll just watch The Office a thousand more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm thinking about watching the o- Ozark. Everyone's talking about Ozark. 
Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm like two episodes into season three right now. Yeah. Uh first the first season is so good. It's incredible. Second one is good but not as good as the first. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um the third one has been good so far. Uh it, sometimes it's so good that it feels like it's like written by an algorithm. Yeah. Like they leave you at a cliffhanger in every episode and you're just like, oh shit, I gotta keep going. That's pretty good. I'm into that. Yeah, you should check it out. <clears throat> um, I've been drinking a lot more. I normally don't drink every night, but uh, now I do. <laughs> I think we all have. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a new thing for me. I have been, um, uh, because I've been drinking a lot, I've been going through this cycle of um, leaving myself notes of what in my drunken state, I believe to be like the greatest idea ever. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. I do this a lot. Um, But I mean, I I usually, it usually only happens a few times a year. Like when I really, you know, go hard. Yeah. Uh, But you know, recently I've just been, you know, whiling the evenings away by, sipping on some beers and so i wake up the next morning i always email myself that's the way i (laughs) i leave notes for myself and i'll have like a couple emails where i will have like you know just some notes about some idea that i had like Uh eric you need to do this as soon as you wake up tomorrow morning this is (laughs) genius this is how you're gonna make your nut man i figured it out and then i read it and it's the dumbest fucking idea you could possibly imagine never Never. <laughs> I keep. I just keep deleting those emails, and I keep getting. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, what my most recent one was. Like dream, basically. Yeah, it's like a it's like a dream journal, except yeah. I'm awake and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I just get like caught up in my own enthusiasm. Like in the moment, yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. like, oh fuck, yes, that's the idea that's just going to light the world on fire. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like I, I, I <clears throat> the other day I emailed myself and said that I should start a daily podcast hmm. where I, uh, where it's like a, I I I don't know what I was listening to at the time, but I was like, I I should make like a daily morning podcast. Where every single morning, you could like, like spend morning your morning with. Yes, <laughs> but it's just me. You're and like you're dying to be an internet personality. Like it's it, you're so close. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm so close to breaking through. What do I need to do? <laughs> but I really think like you have all this like energy to be an internet like real personality and like influencer type. You just haven't found your, maybe I'm your dead weight. I don't know. But like, I think you're like really close. I don't think that's true. I, (laughs) I think I just have a lot of energy that I'm willing to dump into stupid things, but I don't think that, I don't think that I have a vlog for a while. What happened to your vlog? I just, you know, I scratched that itch and then I was like, this is, this takes a long time. Yeah. So I. It's a lot of work, but, but I had this idea of like, I I emailed myself about it and I was like, you need to do, you need to find like a rubric so that you can 
do a single thing every day. And I was like, it, I was thinking like, I'll find an obscure TV show and I'll, I'll do them. I'll do like, I had this, this idea and it sounds so stupid when I'm saying it out loud now, but I was like, it'll be like a combination of like a college radio show. Mm-hmm. So I'll play like music and stuff. Like I'll start with music and then I'll talk a little bit and then I'll take a break in the middle and then I'll come mm-hmm. back and I'll be like, all right, I just watched this episode <laughs> <laughs> and here's what I think about it. Uh-huh. And at the time I was like, that's great. It's interactive. Like other people could do that too, but yeah. um, no one would do that and it would be boring. That doesn't matter. Maybe, I don't know. You watched like someone talk about like someone do fake exercises today, right? Like that. That's true. Yeah. I've watched not an insig- insignificant amount of video of Vern Troyer making sandwiches on the internet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, oh, so that's one of my recommendations. If you're really bored and you want to get into some YouTube weirdness, you got to go check out Vern Troyer's YouTube channel, RIP. Poor yeah. guy, he's dead. But he was trying to like, you know, like become a YouTube person for a while, but had nothing to say or do. And so there's like vlogs where he goes to the store just to buy the ingredients for a sandwich and then comes home and makes the sandwich and then eats it. And is like, that's that's, that is basically my life. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he, he's attempting to like talk about, talk about it like it's interesting yeah. and it is just this it it's almost like performance art in how uh like intensely boring it is is he just like not because he seems a little off right like he does pills or something or like oh yeah he was like a raging alcoholic and you know i'm sure he had other issues like during that time when he's making the sandwiches I mean, he definitely, he didn't seem like drunk while he was flipping grilled cheeses on his stove or anything, but, but like, I'm, I'm sure what, what it, it, what it really reeks of is just like the desperation to still be like famous. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you know, he's like, fuck, like I, I got a camera, like I just got to get in front of it and like put something on the internet and like the shit that he was putting out was just like, all right, we're going to go to Ralph's and buy some some fucking peanut butter so I can make peanut butter and banana sandwiches. <laughs> and it, and he has this entourage of people who go with him and it's like produced pretty well because he's, he's like a rich guy who's been in movies. So it's yeah. just this, like you're, you're in addition to watching that you're, you're thinking like there's somebody holding the camera. Somebody yeah. had to edit this. There's people who like, reach for the peanut butter on the high shelf that he can't reach. Like all these people are involved to create this like thing that is so intensely boring. I, I kind of admire that, that like pushing his product through kind of idea. Like, uh, do you think he's sort of ignorant to the fact that it's boring? So I, I like the idea that like, yes, I'm going to make this really benign thing. And put it out in the world, and that's like people are going to love it because I'm Brent Troyer. You know, I I don't. Like a tour de force. Think, 
I, I don't think he realized that it was boring. Because mm. I think if he realized it was boring and was doing it like to be boring, that would be like bordering on some Tim and Eric kind of not like... To, not to be boring, but to like sit here and say, I know that this is just, just enough for you. Like, I don't have to do too much. It's not boring. You're inter- entertained by how minimal I'm doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he is like, you're entertained enough because it's me. Exactly. So, right. yeah. So it's like, listen, I got a plan. Today, I got a camera and I'm going to turn it on for 15 minutes. And I got to yep. think of something to do in front of it. And it really doesn't matter what I do because you're just here to see me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there is some level of that. I love that. And it worked because I watched it. So, <laughs> yeah, and you really pushed it on the group too. And I was like, I don't know, man. This seems aggressively boring and weird. But, but that, that's the whole point: being yeah. aggressively boring. Yeah. All right, I gotta get. I can, I'm gonna grab a beer. Hold on, it's just gonna okay. take me a second. And then, and then let's do our um, top three showdown. Okay. Unless, unless, of course, you have something that you're burning to talk about. Not really. I sort of trailed off. I thought I had more uh, steam in my engine about talking about being quarantined, but apparently not. Um, I'm just, I just hate it. Is how I feel now. I, yeah, used to I, mean, love, I used to love running every day, and I still like it. But it's, it's like the only thing I can do now. I feel like a fucking like rat in a cage or like going through my little like mouse trap of exercises kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been sort of feeling that too. Cause I've been, I, I started running, uh, yesterday and today yeah. I, I went running again. Um, cause I'm doing this specific program Yeah, <clears throat> and you know, I banged it out in 40 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And afterward I was like, well, I guess that's it for yep. today. Yep. And uh, we're we're all living inside of Vern Troyer making sandwiches video, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's like only so much to do. Like, I'll play cards again, and let's cook dinner again. And yeah, it's uh, it's like I because I'm working so much. I miss. I'm not in the world of like I have endless free time, and I'll learn a new thing. I'll like start learning a new language and like knitting and playing guitar, but I'm not busy enough or like, I don't miss being outside. Meaning like I'm not so overwhelmed where I'm not thinking about how I'm bored, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not bored. I just want a change of scenery very desperately. Yeah, totally. Do you think anybody is really using this time to do something beneficial? I don't know. I hope so. Like, do you know anybody that's teaching themselves like Portuguese right now or anything? (laughs) (laughs) No, I truly don't. But most of my friends are employed and the ones who are not are just preoccupied with like filing for unemployment and doing all that other shit and being stressed out about being unemployed. And yeah. And then when they're not doing that, it just seems like everybody is just watching the Joe exotic documentary and baking. Yeah. Life. I haven't watched that of you. Yeah, I did. Is it good? It's, it's a lot better than you think it's going to be. Cause it looks I, terrible. I will say that. Garbage. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I wasn't I wasn't super into the idea of watching it, but um, I don't know. I just uh, I just had this moment of like, fuck, I'm I'm tired of even trying to come up with something to do. So whatever, let's hit play. And sure. um, it is. I mean, it delivers, man. It is really yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. I guess I don't want. So, it, it feels like freak show um, voyeurism. It is. It is. There's definitely. I know some people who said they watched an episode and they couldn't keep watching it because it was just like too unpleasant. Yeah. Like it. Like there is no one on the entire show that is like like uh, like a stable person. Yeah. Right. Every single person is just like so fucked up in in their own unique way that it's like kind of like Grizzly Man, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, him. I guess you could say with Grizzly Man, he's only you're you're like watching self destruction. Yeah. Sure. And in, in uh, <clears throat> the Joe Exotic documentary, you're watching like destruction of like other people, which is. I guess a little bit different, but yeah. it doesn't feel good. <laughs> Did we get any ghost stories? No, no one has responded with a ghost story. Bummer. Um, I guess we didn't really make it easy for the people to respond with a ghost story. But if you have a ghost story, um, hit us up. Email us. Eric at Frank and Eric dot com. Frank at Frank and Eric dot com. We'd love to run some more ghost stories. Mm hmm. Um, we did get someone uh, who gave us some categories for the top three showdown. Great. Are they all ways uh, that they imagine killing me for mocking their last? Um, so <laughs> you may remember the last time we did this. Um, we did uh, top three cities in New England. Yeah. And we did favorite colors of khaki and favorite beers. Um, and the guy who called in to ask those questions, in sincerity, it turns out, uh, was very upset that yeah. uh, we had some fun with it. So uh, I, I'm sorry if we ruined your good time with our humor. Uh, I know that's not what you're here for. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I think that I, uh, gave sincere. Response. Yeah. He commended you for being a nice guy. Yeah. That's your thing. So I'm it. glad that he was able to pick up on our good cop, bad cop thing. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very important. Uh, you know, I just figured people would have other things they'd want to hear about, uh, that weren't about references to where they live. Uh, but Hey, you know, it's whatever. It's cool. It's, I'll support your new England fantasy thing, whatever that is about. Well, he, it, he was very upset. He was very upset. He wanted, he wanted you to get knocked out in the knockout game. Yes. So that you would have to go to the ICU with coronavirus patients, which was he basically threatened me with violence. That's what it is <laughs> for just to decode that for you. That's uh, he, he threatened you with violence. Yeah. I think he 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 just put it out in the universe. You know. <laughs> okay. I don't think he threatened you specifically with violence. If I call someone and they don't pick up, but I believe a voicemail and saying, Oh, I want to kill you, is that putting it out in the universe? Well no, it was more like I hope someone kills you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. 
You're right. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> this week's top three showdown, assume I'm putting the drop in right here. You love it. You, you are listening to Frank and Eric's. You're going to feel strong pressure on the prostate gland from inside your rectum. Top three showdown. You're, you're just getting more, you're trying to get more points from the listeners of being a nice guy, what you're doing. No, this is just, this is what I do, man. Uh-huh. Is, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm the nice guy. You're the deranged one. Um, <laughs> deranged one, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so this person gave us uh, three different um, uh, topics, and uh, I think they're good because they're all like things that could be useful for people who are in isolation right now. That's great. Um, uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, so the the first one is fiction, like books. Yeah, I like assume favorite, so. Favorite books. Or what? Yeah, I mean, like, um, it just says fiction. I assume that they mean books and not like, um, you know, like JFK assassination conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite piece of the fiction for coronavirus, or you know, just that you like. That I like. Okay. Um, Okay, I'm going to pretend them to now. Um, there's a book by Nicholson Baker called Vox. Okay. That, um short, quick read, very erotic. <laughs> very erotic. Intensely erotic. Like, not in a way where it feels goofy, but like, you will, regardless of your uh, preferences. You will I'm get pretty- sprung. I'm pretty sure you'll get aroused. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a boner sound there. Yeah, you uh, you will blush quite a bit reading this. <laughs> I read this on the subway and I was like, oh boy, oh daddy. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, you go, Eric. Um, I so the last book I read actually I loved. Uh, <clears throat> it was called The Troop by Nick Cutter, and it was. It is total fast food. It is like, it is just like eating a Big Mac. You're not going to get, there's going to be no uh, (laughs) deep thoughts. No one's winning any kind of book prize for this, but it was, it's like watching, it's a, it's a horror novel. um, And it actually involves an infection. So, you know, if you want to go with the, with the theme, um, of life right now you could read it uh but it is just like it is a book that reads like a like a b horror movie and it is it was such a fun read i was like waking up early in the morning to pick it back up and read it um so it's just it's just really fun disturbing exciting um if you like that sort of just like fun quick to read books can't go wrong um my next is uh, Bad Behavior by Mary Gayskill. Also pretty erotic. Um, <laughs> All of yours are going to be like disturbing and erotic. And mine short, are going to be like 
Books for morons. <laughs> it's short stories. Have you read this book, Eric? Bad Behavior? No. It's great. It's like 90s New York City, super gritty. Um, and yeah, it's like a collection of stories that are all kind of... that. Like You know that movie, Secretary? Yes. That's one of the stories in the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty uh, hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so some are hot, some are like hot and weird and uncomfortable, but they're all pretty good. I would. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So my second one is going to be. <clears throat> let me see. I'm looking at the list of books that I read recently. Um. So I love. Um, I love noir detective stories. Uh, I would recommend um, the, so the most recent one I read was this book called sideswipe by Charles Williford, but sideswipe is a book in a series of books about the same detective. And his name is Hoke Mosley. You should read the, the Hoke Mosley series, or at least read the first um the first book in the series. I can't remember what the first one in the series is called, but it, it it's fantastic. Um, anything by Charles Williford is fantastic. Um, but there's four books in this series, I believe. And there's a fifth one that he apparently hand wrote and it's on like yellow legal paper cool. and it's in a university library somewhere um, where they have like all of his writing and it was explicitly stated that it cannot be reproduced in any way. So the only way you can read the final book in the series is to go and like register and cool. stand there and read it like with gloves on <laughs> um, in his handwriting. And apparently the final book is completely insane. Like he um, destroys his characters and stuff. And it's, it's, it's nuts. That's what you um, should do. You should go read that book. I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anything by Charles Williford, the one that I read was sideswipe. Um, but yeah, any, anything in the Hoke Mosley series. Um, my last one, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll just say, uh, rabbit run. Have you read that? No. Is I, it erotic? John Updike? No, it's not. There's some erotic <laughs> parts, but it's about like suburban, uh, like being dissatisfied with like what the American dream is supposed to be and sort of okay. bailing on it, um, bailing on your life to hang out with a prostitute for a while. Um, yeah. And like your wife drinks too much and accidentally drowns your baby. You know, it's a good time. Um, would recommend. It's a real like, guy book i don't know how to say that in a way that's like it's pretty uh it's kind of misogynistic but okay i mean up like it's an amazing writer and it's basically like all the things that were supposed to satisfy you about what the american dream is or supposedly is are not that satisfying um and so you just bail you just keep driving on your way home one night and don't look back Sounds like a lot of, um, you know, 20th century literature. Yes. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my last recommendation is a book called Flicker by Theodore Rojak. Um, I read it years ago, but I, I, I have not stopped thinking about it since I read it. And it's still on my bookshelf. And it's funny because I just pulled up, I just pulled it up in Goodreads because I was looking to see what I had on here. And um, I gave it a bad review. I, hmm. I gave it actually my star, I gave it four out of five stars. But my review that I wrote is almost a total snooze, save for the occasional complaint about rock and roll being too loud. That's funny. Uh, but <clears throat> it, it is this like, like incredibly layered story about the the main character like runs this uh like underground film theater and he's like obsessed with film and he starts to like decode these messages in the works of this extremely obscure german uh german um filmmaker and and like basically like starts to decode this plot to take over the world and like realize there's this like propaganda machine it's just so crazy hmm. um and 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 dense and like written by somebody who was clearly like in love with the source material it's just so good um hmm. yeah it it i i'm i've literally been like kicking it around in my head for years so cool read it uh, do you want to do one more now? Uh, let me see what we got here. Um, so yeah, let, let's do one more. Why not? Um, so the, the, the three that this person suggested are fiction, nonfiction and podcasts. Okay. Which, which would you like to do nonfiction or would you like to do podcasts? Uh, uh, podcasts, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but yeah, I'm actually reading some nonfiction right now. All the nonfiction I read is like kind of aspirational for me. Like things I think I care about and like want to care about, but like kind of read that never finish about like this reform. And like, or or like who's that guy? Steven Pinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've purchased like three of his books, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be someone who learns about this stuff. And I get through like the first chapter, and I'm like, nah, okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I get I'm it. I'm gonna revisit this later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, podcasts. I'm just gonna look at my my podcasts. <clears throat> I'll go first if you want. Yeah, yeah, please. Um. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, favorite podcasts for me. Um, it's kind of a it, it's it's an old one, but uh, Radio Lab. There's this one called Radio Lab that's pretty good. Oh, Radio uh, Lab is great. Yeah, the early Radio Lab episodes are amazing. Um, but the new ones I don't really listen to anymore. But man, the first like fifteen twenty episodes are killer. Yeah, I I fell off on Radio Lab. Um, I, I know Robert Krolwich retired, so there's a new host. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of fell off on that. Yeah. Uh, I would say... <clears throat> so, uh, the show Heavyweight, 
um, it's it's a Gimlet show, and the idea is um, the host Jonathan Goldstein, who used to be on This American Life and a bunch of other things. Um, <clears throat> he in every episode he basically uh, tries to alleviate the weight that someone has been carrying around with them um, for you know their whole life or or for a long period of time. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's like really heavy. Um, like it just emotionally heavy. Like it'll be a very serious thing that a person has gone through. And other times one of my favorite episodes is about this guy who used to be Moby's roommate. Okay. And he lent and at the time Moby was essentially like a homeless guy sleeping on this guy's couch. And he lent Moby the box set of like early American music CDs that he sampled to make his hit album and become like outrageously famous mm-hmm. and never gave the box set back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this guy for like 20 years has been like really wanting to confront Moby about not giving the box set back and like, <laughs> and, and like kind of ditching him as a friend. So, so the, the Jonathan Goldstein from heavyweight goes and finds Moby and they all like sit down together and talk about it. And it's just, it's, it's just like every episode of heavyweight is this amazing cathartic experience. Nice. And is Moby? Yeah. Huh? It's, it's fascinating, but, um, but it's, I, I would sort of like this American life has gotten like pretty political. Um, and you know, I am aligned with their political ideas, but, um, you know, I, I, when I listen to this American life, I really kind of like feel nostalgic for the old days where they would do these kind of like character pieces and, um, and just tell you like a weird story. Um, and this is, this is the show heavyweight is very much in line with like the old, this American life. I would say. Yeah, I agree with you. I love that kind of like, here's a weird person doing a weird thing. We're going to tell you about it. Kind of. Yeah, thing. and and like fully <laughs> transport you to their world, their world for an hour. Like, right, right. That that is just like to me, just such. Oh God, like that's such immersive storytelling that like is really hard to do. And yeah, um, yeah it's 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 great. Um, I love on the media. Um, it's a news kind of like a news podcast, but it's like a news adjacent podcast that is weekly uh, through NPR, but it basically like breaks down the news uh, from that week and like sort of gives you some backstory on like why things happened and how, and sort of like talks through things. It's really interesting. Um, It's just news analysis basically, but they do it in a very smart way. Yeah. Have you heard heard that at all? Are you uh, I do not listen to it regularly, but I think I've, I've heard, I've heard some episodes. I feel like you go to podcasts for like entertainment, not like news, right? Uh, yeah, typically, oh, it's seven o'clock, um, on our mics, you might be able to hear the people of Brooklyn cheering, uh, yeah. um, for, for, uh, the medical workers, uh, kind of an amazing experience being here for this sort of thing. Um, because when uh, they've been doing it for about a week now, but when I first noticed it, I was like, "What is this noise?" Yeah. And I went outside, and it's like uh, it's almost like being in a stadium. Like there's so many people cheering, and um, it's very cool. Um, 
so anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I think I typically go to podcasts for entertainment. Um, not like, especially not like daily news or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, let me, I go for both, but yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes I do, I, I like, I don't know. Sometimes I listen to like NPR podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I feel like the police are more and more going around and telling people to go home. Yeah. Well, they, they said they were going to, I mean, yeah. I feel like they're, they're, um, being a little more serious about it, but yeah, they, they were saying for weeks that like the NYPD was going to be enforcing distancing and stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess my second pick, um, these are all like very popular podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I love, um, Chapo trap house. I listen to that every week. Isn't that racist? No. What are you talking about? Aren't there like racist tendencies to Chapo's trap house? No. Um, no, um, some very big media outlets have like uh, gone after Chapo Trap House um, recently. One that you're very well acquainted with, um, <laughs> um, but they're they're just like extremely liberal, um, like like far left of of like the average Democrat uh, uh, and and Bernie supporters, and they're also like. Um, very, very kind of like internet savvy, uh, meme aware, hyper literate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just sort of like <clears throat> weekly, I would say like scathing political commentary with like, um, kind of like pop culture and internet aware jokes and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, like sometimes i mean they curse constantly which i think really upsets people who listen to political stuff and uh yeah i i'm not prepared to defend them but um i would not in any way ever classify them as racist uh but but yeah maybe i I I misheard that or something I mean, they were, they were like named on the front page of the New York times as being like responsible for, you know, Bernie Sanders, like toxic fan culture or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, there's an argument to be made for, uh, that being, uh, the, you know, the establishment pushing back against them and stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think that they are extremely good at like, um, boiling down complex things that are happening uh, like weekly in politics and the media and like kind of providing uh, context for it so you can understand it. So I I've been enjoying it. That's basically um, on the media, but uh, more left wing, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Very left wing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, still processing is very good. It's basically on the media for culture culture and cultural analysis for things that are happening right now. Very good. You wow. Yours are also serious. I know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty serious. Um, none are like kind of fun and funny. Unfortunately, I, I go to Dan Savage for something lighter, but yeah, that's really about it. Oh, and uh, wait, wait, 
Tommy, there. And that's my that's my other favorite <laughs> dad jokes. Um my so I listen to a lot of true crime uh stuff. And so my last one is someone knows something, and it's just this incredibly deep investigative um show where each season they focus on a single unsolved crime and it's it's produced by the cbc so it's like very well reported and very you know it's like it it's it's very well funded and it's done by professionals and it's just like it's it's like uh you, you go into a trance almost listening to it like the 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 main guy, David, the host, David, I can't remember, David Niven, I think maybe is his name. Um, you know, he's a, he's a CBC journalist who's been doing this for decades. And like, it, it's just uh, an incredible um, experience, like having the stories unfold and they go and interview everybody. And it's just, it's wonderful. What is it called again? Someone knows something. Mm, cool. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's like, it's like a lot. Sometimes uh, true crime podcasts can get very morbid. Yeah. Um, and this this is more of like an investigative journalist perspective on things, and not like, oh, you like to hear about creepy shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like it's it's informative and like sensitive to the subject matter and stuff. Well, great. I think, I think that's our whole episode. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So those are our those are our recommendations. I mean, uh, for all the podcasts that I recommended, there is a ton of content to blow through. So you know, if you're hanging out in your apartment, listen. And uh, Frank and I are going to continue to try to figure out this remote recording thing and yeah. uh, keep keep our show rolling. I think we're going to do like a a different approach next time, similar but different. Yeah. And hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, we just want to assure you that we're still alive, and yeah. uh, and still, you know, drunk and uh, idiots. And hopefully, provide some sort of like entertainment while you're home. Yeah, if you're if you're at home uh, bored and depressed about the coronavirus, you probably don't need to hear about us being bored and depressed by the <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> so, so. Uh, I'll, yeah, we'll we'll have like a proper topic maybe next time or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. I really hope that everybody who listens is staying safe and staying uh, as positive as you can be during these times. And um, uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Thanks. Great thing of flat wet.
And 